0: welcome 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 into moments of genius here on cmru.ca by students for you my name is peter roman and this is the ninth episode of the quarantine edition of my show so my lineup today i'm gonna have a NBA restart preview now that every single team has entered the orlando bubble I'm also going to have my live sports update with the leagues going on around the world, but I'm going to start with the COVID-19 sports news update. So, since my show last week, a lot has happened in Major League Soccer. See, the MLS, this was literally hours after I stopped recording for my show last week, FC Dallas was withdrawn from the tournament due to the very high number of positive test cases they ended up having in their team. And a little bit later in the week, Nashville SC has also been withdrawn from the MLS is back tournament. So, two teams now the casualties of the MLS's lack of preparedness and lack of organization. Uh, Nashville, just like Dallas, ended up with nine players testing positive and that led to their omission from the tournament so this tournament now because of the essentially lack of having a plan this tournament is now down two of their teams and granted Nashville is one of the new expansion teams and you know they weren't expected to do a whole lot but this is still you know for a lot of the asterisk crowd people who don't seem to think sports should come back at all because they think it's not going to be legitimate. Well, there's some legitimacy to that opinion in the MLS tournament because you have two teams now that have had to back out. You've had several top-end players that have also just opted not to play in this tournament. And as a result, you have a giant bumbling mess going on in the MLS is back tournament right now. Some of the games have started... So the tournament is underway, and it does seem like, at least from the other teams, that the virus, you know, there's been a couple positive cases here or there with individual players on other teams, but a lot of them have been false positives, and ultimately there hasn't been an outbreak like there was on the FC Dallas team that had nine players or the Nashville team that also had nine players testing positive. So there's some good news. But I'm still kind of upset. I think Major League Soccer has done a terrible job of organizing this whole thing. And I'm glad that they found a solution to their problem. Because they essentially just moved Chicago into Vancouver, Seattle, and San Jose's group. But this still feels like, to me, you know... If this was better prepared we wouldn't be down two teams right now but this is where we are so two teams down thanks to teams having to arrive literally days before their game instead of having a buffer so that way if there's positive tests you can deal with it and that is the MLS I'll have an update on their matches here in my live sports update but that's a little update on the league itself it seems to be going ahead okay but we've lost two of the teams and so it's kind of upsetting because I think this entire thing could have been avoided but nonetheless that's where we are so in some other COVID-19 sports news the NHL finally officially confirmed Edmonton and Toronto as hub cities for the NHL restart the conference final and the Stanley Cup final will apparently be played in Edmonton which is, I think, a smart choice. Edmonton certainly doing a lot better with the virus than Toronto has so far. But nonetheless, I don't know if Edmonton's the most glamorous city to go to, but since players are basically just going to be living in hotels, that's not too big of an issue. And so Edmonton, Toronto, as the hub cities, I'm glad the NHL decided to go in Canada. That was definitely the smarter move. The United States right now is not doing very well at all with the COVID-19 virus. The United States has seen huge spikes in their daily case totals as high as 60,000 new cases per day, which is a, it, it's more than like every country in Europe combined for daily new cases. So, it's not going great right now in the United States, and so I'm glad That Canada was selected for the hub cities I'm not saying Canada's response to the pandemic has been perfect because it certainly isn't but if you compare what Canada has done to what the United States has done it's night and day miles better because in Canada we've actually listened to a lot of the public health advice and have taken actions to make sure that we were able to flatten the curve and get our case number way down versus the United States, who quite often like to politicize a public health issue. And if you can't see the problem of politicizing a public health issue, then I don't know what to say because it is a big problem down there. And that's why they have more deaths and more cases than anyone else in the world. As far as another little tidbit of news from the COVID-19 world, The Toronto Blue Jays I know I normally don't talk about baseball on my show I'm just not a big baseball person and so for me to talk about the sport feels disingenuous because I'd be giving my opinion about something I really don't know anything about but there was something I did want to mention about the Blue Jays and it has nothing to do with actual baseball it has to do with a protocol so the Toronto Blue Jays and this is according to Scotty Mitchell of TSN The MLB, Major League Baseball, has a protocol for players because what they're trying to do is restart their season by having players travel and play games like they normally would, except that they're only allowed to be in the hotel and go to the ballpark. So they're kind of doing like a mini bubble in each individual city. I'm not the biggest fan of this for the simple reason that I know that even though they're going to be taking precautions, I don't want players from... Florida coming up to Canada to play games. but that's a whole nother discussion. What I wanted to talk about was how apparently, in order to keep the Blue Jays players from leaving the stadium and hotel bubble this summer, players have been told that a penalty if they are seen outside of these areas would be $750,000 fine and potential jail time. How stupid are the Toronto Blue Jays? Can I just say that? How stupid are they? That is beyond ridiculous. See, the NHL and the NBA, I think, have this right. The NHL's policy, if a player leaves the like bubble, essentially, without permission, they just don't let them back in, which I think is the right approach, because these aren't prisoners. If they want to leave, they can leave. You know, they just... Can't come back, type of thing. The NBA is like, you can leave without permission, but you have to quarantine before you come back in. And again, sensible, reasonable policy where you're punishing someone for making a poor choice, but it's not like they're stuck there and, you know, they might go to jail for leaving the hotel. Because that to me is just insane. So I wanted to talk about that a little bit. I think that policy is crazy, but. Anyway, the last thing, not COVID-related, but it is soccer-related. The UEFA Champions League draw took place on Friday, and, well, there's kind of different ways you can look at this. On one hand, one side of the draw looks completely wide open, and the other half of the draw looks like a gauntlet. So I'll start with the gauntlet because... Real Madrid and Manchester City still have to play the remaining second leg of their round of 16 match. Currently, Manchester City have the lead going into the second leg, and they got drawn against the winner of Lyon and Juventus. And so Lyon actually have a one nothing lead going into the second leg against Juve. However, Juventus are a really good team. They'll have the home field advantage whatever you know I know there's not fans in the stands but still there's some advantage to having Leon travel and more importantly the French League hasn't actually played because their season was canceled and not restarted like a lot of the other big European leagues so you have presumably Manchester City playing presumably Juventus in the quarterfinals which is a great matchup but not that exciting for those two individual squads who I'm sure would much rather face an easier opponent and then uh, on that side of the bracket you have Napoli and Barcelona the winner of that tie will face the winner of the Chelsea Bayern Munich tie now it should be noted Bayern Munich have a pretty sizable advantage they have a three 0 lead going into the second leg Bayern have also just been on fire since coming back in the Bundesliga restart so I would expect them to beat Chelsea and they'll play either Napoli or Barcelona in the other quarterfinal. And so that's one side of the bracket, is you could theoretically have Man City, Juventus, Barcelona, and Bayern Munich all on the same side, because the winners of those individual matches would mean the semifinals. On the other side of the bracket, you have RB Leipzig taking on Atletico Madrid, and you have Atalanta facing PSG. And so, to me, if you're Paris... Who haven't made a Champions League final yet with this team this is as good a chance as any in spite of the fact I know they haven't played since the quarantine with the French League being cancelled RB Leipzig I mean wow that is a big big opportunity Atletico has been inconsistent to start um, the restart and so they'll fancy their chances as well against Leipzig who also have been inconsistent Atalanta has looked pretty good, but certainly doesn't have the quality that a PSG does, or even maybe a Leipzig or an Atletico does. So, on one side of the bracket, you have Atalanta, Leipzig, Atletico, and PSG. And to me, it's wide open. Any one of these four teams could end up in the finals. And then on the other side, you got Real Madrid, Manchester City, Lyon, Juventus, Napoli, Barcelona, Chelsea iron and so obviously you know the eight teams will slowly dwindle or quickly i should say dwindle to four but it seems to me like all the heavyweights ended up on one side and the not as scary teams ended up on the other side so it should make for an interesting champions league resumption when it does in august on to my live sports update I'll start in the NWSL which is nearing the knockout stages they have one game left to play in their more or less kind of meaningless seeding round but still you know kind of interesting so North Carolina Courage still have to play sky blue FC North Carolina Courage though first place they've won all their games they're 3-0 in the restart for NWSL Washington is sitting on seven points right now and they should be secured in that second seed portland meanwhile has not won a single game which kind of sucks because christine sinclair plays for them and so portland will be squaring off with north carolina in the first round of the knockout stages so the quarterfinals should be very exciting to watch i'll definitely have in depth recaps for those when they do start. On to the MLS, the restart, at least for whatever games have been played. Group A has had some games played, so Orlando and Philadelphia both won their matches. Orlando defeating Miami thanks to a late goal, and Philadelphia ended up getting the better of NYCFC. San Jose and Seattle tied in their opening match. Vancouver and Chicago still yet to play in Group B. In Group C, meanwhile, New England won their opening match versus the Montreal Impact. Toronto and DC United tied this morning. TFC giving up a late goal after some questionable substitutions, if I do say so myself. In Group D, Real Salt Lake won their opening match, as well as Minnesota United. Sporting KC in Colorado will have to try and bounce back in their second matches. In Group E, Columbus and New York Red Bulls, both with wins. Columbus smashed FC Cincinnati 4 nothing, and New York got the better of Atlanta. Atlanta United, certainly one of the contenders going into the tournament. They'll look to rebound in their second match. And in Group F, there hasn't been a single game played yet, which is kind of upsetting when you consider how long this tournament has been going on so far. But nonetheless, that is where we are in that to La Liga it is basically at this point I'd be shocked if Real Madrid didn't secure the title Real Madrid lead 2-0 against Granada and there are only two matches remaining they will all in all likelihood have a four-point lead they just need to win one game in order to win the La Liga title Real Madrid's next game comes against Villarreal if they win that game they will win the La Liga title for the first time in several years as Barcelona has tended to dominate the league side of this rivalry but this seems to be Real Madrid's year. In the Serie A Juventus did slip up a little bit in a 2-2 draw with Atalanta but sadly Lazio unable to capitalize they lost to Sassuolo 2-1 which means Juventus continue to hold a pretty big lead at the top of the Serie A. Juventus do play Lazio uh, next Monday, which could just be the nail in the coffin. Juventus have an eight-point lead at the top of Serie A. There's still a lot more games left in the Italian league than in some of the other leagues, but an eight-point lead for Juventus seems... It would take a lot, I think, for them to to slip up and lose it at this point. To England, the Premier League is, in a word, exciting. Not because of the title that was over; Liverpool have already won, but the t- race for the top four. So there was news today: Manchester City they had their ban on the champion, like their ban on UEFA competitions, uh, reversed. So that means Man City are in the Champions League. Liverpool, obviously, in the Champions League for next season. So you have Chelsea right now sitting in third. You have Leicester City sitting in fourth. Man United sitting in fifth. And Wolves sitting in sixth. Chelsea has 60 points. Leicester City has 59. Manchester United has 58. And Wolves have 55. And this is where it gets really exciting. Because Chelsea plays Wolves on the final match day of the Premier League. And Leicester City plays Manchester United on the final match day which means that you're gonna have a ton of drama going down the stretch in the Premier League and that is it for my live sports update on to the NBA restart preview there's a little bit of news Rajon Rondo of the LA Lakers has a fractured right thumb he's gonna miss six to eight weeks But really quickly, I want to go through kind of where the NBA restart is looking as far as how the teams are going into this. I'll start in the Eastern Conference. The Toronto Raptors and the Milwaukee Bucks, to me, very good positions right now. Milwaukee and Toronto don't really have to stress about their positioning because for Toronto, the difference between the two seed and the three seed is basically nothing. And for Milwaukee, they're almost certainly... If they weren't the number one seed I'll be shocked so you have Milwaukee and Toronto that I think can go into this they can ease their way back in and just focus on getting ready to go and ready to play games ready to win in the playoffs Boston kind of the same thing but they are a little bit closer to Miami so it'll be a little more difficult for them they'll have to win just to maintain a either two or three spot to me I think Toronto and Boston seem destined to meet in the second round of the playoffs Miami meanwhile looks pretty secure in the number four seed Indiana obviously losing Victor Oladipo uh, because he opted out of the restart means that Philadelphia will in all likelihood overtake them and so Philly and Miami is what I would expect to see at the 4-5 spot with Indiana dropping to six and then The seventh seed is probably going to be the Orlando Magic, who have their entire roster there, and Milwaukee will get to sweep either the G League Brooklyn Nets, who have basically nobody coming with them to the restart, or the Washington Wizards, who are going without their best player. So that's kind of the Eastern Conference right now. To me, it seems like Celtics-Raptors will probably meet in the second round. Milwaukee is going to sweep their first-round opponent for sure. And then if I had to make a prediction today... I'd say bucks and raptors in the east final for a rematch of last year's final in the western conference it's a lot more jam-packed the la lakers do seem pretty secure in the number one seed so they're like the bucks like the raptors sitting pretty pretty in their spot so they don't have to worry too much they can focus on just getting healthy getting ready for the start of the playoffs the la clippers and the denver nuggets are very close in battling for the number two seed in the West, it actually does make a difference whether you're the 2 or 3 seed because that could certainly help you avoid an opponent you might not want necessarily because there's a log jam between 4 and 7 with Utah, Oklahoma City, Houston, and Dallas all within a few games of each other. So, a lot of movement potentially in there. And then the 8 seed, you have the Memphis Grizzlies who sit 3 games ahead, 3.5 games I should say, ahead of the Portland Trailblazers and the new orleans pelicans sacramento and san antonio certainly close enough to close the gap if necessary and then there's phoenix who are probably they're just there to make up the numbers i'm not expecting a lot out of the phoenix suns but nonetheless that is the western conference if i had to make a prediction today i would say lakers clippers in the west final clippers are my pick to win the championship they were from the start of the season and i still think that today but again, a lot of potential for upsets in the NBA bubble. And that's it. That's all I got for my show today. I want to thank everybody for listening in. Next week, I'm going, to re- I'm going to preview the NHL restart. Everything you need to know, I'm going to break down every single series and pay very close attention to the Calgary Flames series as they kick off. Or sorry, they um, drop the puck with the Jets on August 1st. Will be game one of the playing round so like i said thank you for listening in today once again i want to say to everybody to be happy be healthy and stay safe